0: Welcome to the Faith as a Verb podcast, formerly known as the Back to Basics Bible Corner. Tracy, Amy, and Amanda here, and digging into scripture together is our favorite thing to do, because simply reading the Bible isn't enough for us. We want to actually study His Word. We have created this podcast as a means to study together with all of you, so we would be over the moon excited to have conversation with you in the comments here. Without further ado, let's go chew on some scripture together. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to the Faith is a Verb podcast. We are so stinking excited to be here again with you this week. We hope that you are enjoying season two as much as we are. Um, we are really just, we are being pulled in so many different directions with each scripture that we are sitting down to study together. And our, our actual study time we do separately, right? So like we we make a plan of like, this is what we're going to study this is the scripture that we're going to study. And then we just kind of chit chat throughout the week of like what is being revealed to us and all that stuff. And um, we have like a general outline of like what it is that we're going to be kind of focusing on and talking about, right? But sometimes, sometimes yeah, like pulls us in separate directions with this, right? Sometimes he reveals different things to us. So I think that you guys are going to really um, enjoy hearing the three different versions, I guess, of what we have gotten from the scripture that we're going to be doing today we're going to be covering Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. And we, I think all three of us have other scripture that it has led us to that we're going to be sharing as well. So if you are listening to this in the car, that's, we we know that that's a lot of times when people are listening to podcasts, that's totally awesome. Um, you might want to come back and listen to this at a time whenever you can take some notes, especially if you are utilizing this podcast in the way that like we have designed it to be, which is like, an actual Bible study, right? Like we're sitting down together and we're doing Bible study Um, because you're definitely, you're going to want to write this stuff down. We're clearly not going to have enough time to be able to go through each of these scriptures in depth with you. Um, There will be some that we will read. There will be some that we just tell you, write this down and go look into it yourself, right? Because it is so important that we are not, none of us, not a single one of us needs to just be listening to what other people are saying. We need to be studying his word for ourselves. We need to be digging into what he has for us in his scripture, Um, all on our own. So we are going to pray and then we're going to get started with Amanda this time. She wants to go ahead and rip the bandaid off and go first. So uh, Amanda is going to pray us in today and then we'll get started.
1: All right. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time together that we share. Lord, I ask that you um, help us follow the direction that you want us to go. And help us not to be scared in those directions, because they can be quite scary. Lord, I ask you to um, bless and protect all of our listeners today, and to um, put a hedge of protection around all of us, Lord, and help guide us through our daily battles. In thy name, say amen. Okay, so today's was kind of like... Um, the gifts that god has given you and we're called to go forth and use our god-given talents and the way god guides us to use them to spread his word and to show the love he has for us and these days we are told we must um, be accepting of so many things things that go against our beliefs and our values But it seems to me that the people these days are a little bit more accepting of an individual thinking they are a cat than to accept a person for being a Christian and for loving Jesus. Thus, making it scary and uncomfortable to use our God-given talents and gifts for his glory and to feel safe telling the world he is my father and I'm going to live the way he would like me to live and abide by his living word. The fear of being called a bigot, a sexist, or a homophobe put on attack for what you choose to believe in. These people who attack most times don't bother to understand those of us. They want to take any little scripture that they know and twist it out of context to fit their needs to be right. Just like Satan does with Jesus when Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And when you are a baby Christian like me, not knowing for sure what scripture is where and how to use it to show people the true meaning, it can be daunting, causing you to just keep quiet. And that is what holds some of us back from showing our love for God and give him the glory for our blessings. Now, I've struggled and keep struggling to not be afraid to show my faith on my sleeve, to not be afraid of the judgment, the weird looks and the whispers. When God called me to cover my head, I did it, and I got looked looks, so I switched to a headband, so I wouldn't stand out so much. And when God told me to quit drinking, I did, and I got ridiculed for not drinking and pressured, pressured just to have one. What the people around me don't realize is it's not the one drink that it's the problem. It is the one drink will lead to... What the one drink will lead to and ultimately cause me to go backwards in the progress that I've made in my short time with my walk with Christ. Once I decided to quit worrying about what others think, even my loved ones, and use the gifts God has given me, doors of opportunity started flying open. I started off making cute Bible bookmarks, not thinking people will like them, and then they were selling faster than I could make them. They bring joy to those who buy them or I give them to. God used some ribbon and lace in my hands to get people to want to pick up their Bibles and read his word and to get to have a relationship with him. Like, how cool is that? I also now have a reason to go to Hobby Lobby, and we all know how much I like spending money now. So then God decided I had more he could use me for. What I considered just drawing and goofing off on my tablet, he wanted to use to spread his word in another avenue. Drawing for other people was something I did not think I was talented, talented enough to do. I am very critical and hard on my ability. Growing up in the shadows of my two very talented older brothers, comparing my skills to theirs, I shied away from sharing what I could do, thinking it was mediocre at best, which unfortunately I let my self-doubt and some financial issues drive me to drop out of college from, to become a graphic designer that I wanted to be which I now know is the doubt that the evil one plants inside my mind to stop me from doing what God had asked. But God always wins the battle against Satan's lies. God kept putting opportunities in front of me. And once I finally opened my eyes to him and took that leap of faith, knowing I was safe under my heavenly father's wings, I drew. And to my surprise, people loved what I could do. Now my art is on tumblers and stickers and portraits of people, someone even liked it enough to represent their store. All of that came from him. He made a way for me to make some money and to help provide for my family and to spread the gospel. So even though it is scary and overwhelming to put yourself out there for God, to show your love for our savior, Jesus Christ, it is so worth it. Who cares if people wanna look at you and funny and call you that crazy Christian? Maybe you being brave enough to go on TikTok, say I love God, and he told me to cover my head and wear skirts, is what it takes to get that one lonesome person to scroll back and want to know what that's all about, putting them on an amazing path to God.
0: Again, last week Amanda made us cry. And this week, I think Amy and I both again <laughs> are crying. We're just so proud of her. We're so proud to see where she is at now from where she started. Um, if you if you have found this podcast because you found me on TikTok, my profile picture that I've had on TikTok for the last two years, Amanda drew that. That's how we met. Like she she was following me on TikTok and she drew me this amazing photo. And I I could not I could not comprehend the kindness that somebody would have right um and then again if you if you found us from my tiktok you also probably saw the video of me opening the um the box with the prayer shawl in it again um i'm on a podcast so you guys can't see it but it's it's right here it lives in my prayer closet and i use it every day best human being ever so super 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 talented um and her her skills to like reach people she doesn't even realize like you guys just heard her she doesn't even realize that she's good at it (laughs) she doesn't even realize that she has like this this secret power that she can reach people with her her kindness and her artistry Um, and it's just beautiful to see her kind of start to realize that and uh, grow into that so uh if you check the show notes of this episode you will see a, a stand store link and that stand store link is going to be very 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 soon it's going to have a ton of amanda's bookmarks and her digital downloads and all of that stuff on there because she is she is going to continue to grow his kingdom with her artwork she is she has promised me that okay so um i probably should have read the uh context and the scripture before Amanda went first I I will you know we're all we're all new at this okay like we're all new at this we will we will figure that out next time um but just like last week I'm reading from the same bible again uh which also was a gift from Amanda so yeah again the kindness it's insane uh but it has that little section in the beginning of it so the section in the beginning of it of Ephesians wow I'm going to go ahead and read that the church of Jesus Christ works much the same way, whether a local congregation or the worldwide body of believers, the church is made up of people of all temperaments and backgrounds who believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and are committed to serving and obeying him. If they appreciate the gifts of Yahweh, the gifts, the, if they appreciate the gifts Yahweh has bestowed to various individuals, recognize their unique roles in Yah's kingdom and work together as one body, Mighty things can happen. This was Paul's message to the church in Ephesus. And it remains God's message for the church today. Ephesus was a center for pagan worship, where temples to a variety of gods stood as a testimony to rugged individualism. That sense of self, right? That sense of, I'm more important. I'm going to serve myself. I'm going to do what I want to do. Me, 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 me. My flesh, my flesh, my flesh, my flesh, my flesh. That is the root of all evil. That is... Satan's superpower to make us all selfish. When we are selfish, we are not focusing on Yah. When we are selfish, we are not doing what He has called us very clearly to do. um And that is, I, I again, I just love the context that they put in this in this copy of the Bible. um And everything from commerce to worship, people were in it for themselves, wanting only to achieve their own interests. What a fitting place to receive Paul's letter about the unity of believers in worshiping and working together to serve one true Yah. Paul visited Ephesians Ephesians on his second missionary journey, left Priscilla and Aquila there to minister, then once again lived in Ephesians for several years while on his third journey. He and the Ephesian Christians had come to know each other very well. He did not write to them to correct a heresy or or to solve a problem. He did not have to defend his authority to write as he had done in other letters. He is encouraging believers by helping them to understand the nature of the church and how it should function. Paul wrote this letter from a prison in Rome. There, chained to a guard for preaching the gospel, surrounded by the darkness of confinement and the loss of personal liberty, Paul's mind and heart soared to write of majestic things. While this letter is a practical guidebook for the church and Christian living, it is also a book of superlatives, a walk with sublime images and language. Um, Talk about Paul using his gift, right? Like, he wrote the largest chunk of scripture. To begin with. He wrote the majority of them, right? Like he has the largest input of, of scripture here. And he he used again, I'm doing Amanda's making fun of me now. I'm doing all of these hand motions as if you guys can see me. And you cannot. <laughs> just know every single week whenever we do this, I look like a crazy person. Um anyway. <laughs> He used his gift, his gift for, for reaching people, to communicate with people, to, um, be able to see, to get them to see reason and to see where they were, where they were making mistakes and where they needed to change things. He used that ability to grow God's kingdom. And he did it very, very, very well, not because of his own strength or power or might, not because of his own ability, but because Yah equipped him to do so. Yahweh saw him, who he was, wanted him, right? Right saw his heart, knew what he could get him to do, and then used him as his instrument. May we all be used as his instrument to grow his kingdom. Like, what an amazing blessing. Okay, so we're doing uh, chapter 2, verse 10. I am going to read from from the beginning until the end of 10, and then I'm going to read a little bit more uh once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world obeying the devil the commander of the powers in the unseen world he is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey god again just like we talked about last week there is literally only two there's only two ways there's black and there's white that's it there's evil and there's good that's it there is no middle ground you cannot exist in that middle ground and expect to be in fellowship with yahweh You can't. He tells you thousands of times in scripture, you cannot do it. It is black or white. You are either serving him or you are serving the enemy. That's it. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we are subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Jesus Christ. So God can point us in all future ages as examples, point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us, as shown in all that he has done for us who are united in Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done so none of us can boast about it for we are God's masterpiece he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can go do the good things that he planned for us long ago For me my my interpretation of this has changed over the last 3 years right like it has it has very clearly Grown in my understanding, right? And right now, what I am taking that at, like each season of my life too. Even that's why it's so important. I love reading the the one year Bible because every single year I'm I'm reading the same scriptures over and over and over, right? Like every day, and I can see the notes. I can see how I've interpreted it differently each year, or how it's applied to my life differently each year, whatnot. Um, And right now, it is really just speaking to me the importance of using our gift to reach more people because that when we reach, there's another scripture that we've. I think we I think we already did a podcast about it, um, the scripture where we we found out that the Gentiles reaching the Jews like that's gonna signal that's gonna that's gonna signal the His return right yeah okay Amy's shaking her head yes so I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, we we need we need to reach people right that's our that's what we're here to do we're here to reach people for him we're here to show people his truth we're we're here to shine that light to be the example right and there's we're we're good at that in very different ways amanda is very good at being that example by using her art right like she doesn't realize that she's good at it she hasn't fully accepted it yet but she is extremely good at it by being kind to people and using her art um to reach people that way, right? Amy is very, very, very good at being a physical example, especially in her home to her family, right? Like her her kids, her older kids, she has adult children, and then she has her little ones that are at home with her. Um, I mean, not they're not all hers, she babysits, but she has hers, and then she has the ones that she watches every day. Those children are seeing her every single day lead them in their day-to-day tasks with a Christ-centered heart. Right, she is very focused on Yahweh. She is very focused on Yeshua. Um, She is very focused on being patient and being kind and being loving and praying. And she doesn't shy away from having the fruits of the spirit in front of other people. She doesn't shy away from her husband who might not be on the same level as her. Right? Like if you ask me to pray in front of my husband, I'm literally going to laugh at you. I I am I am just not there yet. I can't do that because he we are unequally yoked. Right. And I fear, I fear how he's going to respond, right? So I'm not using my gift in that way. Amy is, and she's very, very, very good at it. I am good at reaching people on social media. That's what I'm good at doing right now. It it will change, right? Like our gifts will change. Our talents will change. Our passions will change. All of those things. But using the skills and the passions and the talents that he blessed us with in the first place, using them for his glory to grow his kingdom is the ultimate blessing. It is the ultimate job. It is the ultimate, uh, I can't wait to do this type of moment, right? If you jump over to chapter two <clears throat> verse, I can't, I wrote over it so I can't see what it says. <laughs> Verse 19, sorry. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. Okay. Um, this, whenever I was reading through this, that really, that like left off the page for me, like, like this huge revelation, which probably some other people might be like, that's really not that big of a deal. But for me, it was a big deal. We are his temple, he has very specific, very specific instructions for how his temple is going to be built and how it's going to be used and what the purpose behind it is. If you flip over to Exodus, chapter 25 sorry I'm trying to get my uh I have a bajillion ribbons here on my bookmark um if you it's Exodus chapter 25 verse 10 through 31. um or I'm sorry not verse 10 it's chapter 10 through chapter 31 that's a huge chunk right y'all for real, my brain is not working no it was chapter 25 through chapter 31, not chapter 10 through, anyway, you can see plans for the Ark of the Covenant, plans for the table, plans for the lampstand, plans for the tabernacle, plans for the altar and burnt offering, plans for the courtyard, light for the tabernacle, clothing for the priest, design for the ephod, design for the chess piece, additional clothing for the priest, dedication of the priest, plans for the incense altar, on and on and on and on and on. And if if you're reading this, like whenever you're reading scripture, you're like, oh my gosh, why is there so much detail included in this? I can't tell you how many times I have written on the margin of my one-year Bible. Why so detailed? Why so detailed? Why so detailed? Y'all, it's so detailed because he knows exactly what he wants. And he knows exactly what he wants because he knows that it's exactly what we need. And whenever we are not following his very specific details we are messing up the story. We are messing up the story. He has designed the most perfect story, the most perfect plan. And we jack it up every single day because we refuse to follow what is so plainly put in scripture for us to follow, right? So easy for us to read it and then be like, got it and do it, right? So all of this detail that's going into the the construction of his temple, right? Remember at that time um in Exodus it wasn't an actual temple. It was like the 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 thing I, I my brain y'all for real. It has been the most insane week. I mean, what is it called? the Ark of the Covenant. It came to me. All I had to do was ask. <laughs> All I had to do was ask and it came to me. Anyway, they had to carry it around, right? And nobody could touch it except for the Levites. If anybody touched it, they dropped dead. Literally dropped dead, okay? There's reason behind that. There's reason why there was so much detail in the temple. If he put that much detail into how to build a temple, what it should smell like, what it should sound like, what it should look like, what the priests should wear, what they should look like, how much detail do you think he put into the creation of us? How much time and effort and detail did he put into giving us exactly what it is that we are supposed to have to do exactly what it is that he wants us to do. How And how often are we fighting against that? How often, Amanda, I'm sorry, I love you. You're not fighting against it anymore. But how often has Amanda been like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to post this. I'm not going to draw this picture. I'm not going to reach out. I'm not going to do that. How often have I done that? How often have I gone silent for two weeks at a time on social media? Because I feel the enemy robbing me of my voice. Too often. Way too often. We have to put on the armor of Yah every single day so that we can fight against the schemes and the attacks and the the plans and the enemy and all of his minions. <laughs> and we, we have to just do what Yah has called us to do. We have to. Um, if you go over to Exodus 35, verse 10, this one really stood out to me too. Come all of you who are gifted craftsmen, construct everything that the Lord has commanded. He is commanding us, to spread his good news. He is commanding us, us each individually. That's what conviction is, right? Like whenever you get that conviction inside of you, it is an individual command for you to do, right? I got the command. I got the conviction to start wearing skirts. I never wore a skirt ever, literally ever. Like I never wore dresses. I never wore skirts. I always wore pants. It was not a thing for me. And I, as easily as somebody suggesting I... go and make myself a sandwich. I heard him tell me, dress the part, wear the skirts. I started doing it, my life changed. The same thing with cover your head. It has protected me from so many, so many intrusive thoughts. It has helped me for so long now to have my head covered. We each get these individual convictions and he he gives me the conviction to post on social media. He gives me the conviction to share his good news the way that he has designed me to share it. Um, and he's doing the same thing for all of you. He is calling us to his greatest work, building his kingdom, and he is in, equipping us left and right. We simply have to get out of the way. And that is... Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. I did have one more thing for you guys. I forgot to do this. Uh, in the notes of this episode i'm gonna have this resource linked but there is a place where you can go to cross-reference scripture so what you do uh at the top you put in the scripture that you're studying right so i put in ephesians 2:10, and then it brings up all of the scriptures that would be related to that one in some way shape or form some of them are super related and some of them are like they might share a word so you have to kind of weed through them but whenever i did this it brought up 54 cross-references 54. I'm not going to go through all of them um, and like talk about them, but I'm going to list a few of them that you guys should go and start checking into and study on your own. Philippians 2.13, Colossians 1.10, Hebrews 13.21, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Ephesians 4.24, 2 Timothy 3.17, Psalm 100, verse 3, Isaiah 43.21, Ephesians 1.4, Titus 3.14, and on and on and on. Literally 54 of them. So I'm going to include, and the link that's going to be here is going to take you right to these specific cross-references so that you can see all the rest of them, Um, but then bookmark this. Literally, bookmark this. And anytime you're doing study, you should go use this. I'm so thankful. My friend Amber shared this um, in our Bible study group one time, and I'm loving using it all the time. So that's all I have for you guys. Now it's going to be Amy's turn. She's going to share her thoughts. So,
2: as Tracy stated, things went down a little rabbit hole for me. Um, I dissect things a little bit differently. And this time, um, yeah has shown me a few things that I needed to be shown so I'm going to start with just reiterating Ephesians 2:10. for we are his workmanship created in Messiah Yeshua unto good works which Elohim prepared beforehand that we should walk in them so I dissected and looked at about four different translations and looking at the words that all were kind of the same that all were um, repeated in the different translations. And I came up with workmanship in Greek means, um, it's the Greek word 4,161 means made. So we were made by Yahweh created Greek word 2936 is to fabricate or make. So made for a purpose. He's fabricating something for a purpose. Good Greek word G18 a benefit something that has a good outcome so we are made for good so good works Um, works means to um, let's see greek word 2041 is a deed you're doing something you're laboring so it's a physical product of your actions so we need to have a benefit from our physical actions so this is really hard for me. All my life I've been taught or seen that if you believe you're good to go, you're in. You'll be in heaven when you die. You did your steps at church. You were baptized. You got first communion. You were confirmed. Yay, I did it. I'm done. Now I can do whatever I want the rest of my life. And it'll all be good when we die. Just say you're sorry when you mess up. And yes, will forgive you. And it's all good. Move on to the next. Oh, how wrong we all had it. How wrong we were brought up. Yah has been slowly removing the scales from my eyes that Satan placed on our eyes when the first sin was made. All the way back to Adam and Eve. Our eyes were closed to his ways and we have had to fight to get them back ever since they were cast out of Eden. I'm going to start with Ephesians two three. Among whom also we all once lived in the lusts of our flesh, doing the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath and also to rest. Jeremiah 13.10. Just so you know, I'm going to read a little, quite a bit of scripture, and then I'll say a little bit about it. But I want the scripture to speak. Jeremiah 13.10. This evil people who refuse to hear my words, who walk in the stubbornness of their heart and walk after other mighty ones to serve them and to bow themselves to them, is like this girdle which is completely useless. Filthy rags. Proverbs 28:26. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but he who walks wisely is delivered. Jeremiah 17:9. The heart is crooked above all, and how desperately sick, who shall know it? What are these good works that they're talking about in 2.10? Where did YAH prepare them beforehand for us? How are we supposed to know this? Deuteronomy 12.8, do not do as we are doing here today, each one doing whatever is right in his own eyes. Deuteronomy 12, 28, guard and obey all these words which I command you, that it might be well with you and your children after you forever when you do what is good and right in the eyes of Yahweh, your Elohim. Deuteronomy 12, 32, all the words I am commanding you, guard it to do it. Do not add to it nor take away from it. Deuteronomy 4 2. Do not add to the word which I command you and do not take away from it. I'm so sorry, you guys. Just two seconds. All right. Dog is not happy. Um, do not Deuteronomy 4.2. Do not add to the word which I command you and do not take away from it so as to guard the commands of Yahweh, your Elohim, which I commanding you. Proverbs 30, 50, 30, 5 through 6. Every word of Elohim is tried it is a shield to those taking refuge in him do not add to his words lest reprove you and you be found a liar so in all these things he's commanding us can you give me two seconds please
0: This is the beauty of us uh, all doing this podcast together. Uh, You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you're going to have an animal going nuts. Sometimes you're going to have a kid going nuts, but that is, that is life. That is mom life. And I think that that is what each of you who are listening are also experiencing. You're having a hard time getting your things done every single day, just as much as we are, right? Because your kids are always interrupting or your animals are always needing something or you always have to stop and go and fix something in your house. Um, It's important to still get that study time in and I- I love how relatable it is on here listening to us do this podcast because you are constantly hearing our kiddos interrupt or in this case the dog interrupt and uh, that's just, that's just real life. That's what you guys go through every day too. Um, it's still just super important to find that time to study, find the quiet five minutes here and there to sit down and get your study done.
2: Sorry about that. Yes, Tracy, thank you. It is um, a whirlwind when you are trying to do this with many kids. So all of those are speaking to us as to we're supposed to be looking at his word and we're not supposed to add to it. We're not supposed to take away from it. We're supposed to look at it. Um, And what are God's ways? Look at Deuteronomy 28, 9 through 10, Exodus 18, 20. I'll read Psalm 119, 1 through 5. Blessed are the perfect in the way who walk in the Torah of Yahweh. Blessed are these who observe his witnesses, who seek him with all the heart. Yes, they shall do no unrighteousness. They shall walk in his ways. You have commanded us to guard your orders diligently. Oh, that my ways were established to guard your laws. Over and over, this continues to keep telling me that we need to be looking at his laws. We need to be following the Torah. We are walking right now in the works of man, traditions of men, the ways that the Gentiles were before they were grafted in. And what did Yeshua, when he was here, what did he say? John 7, 17 through nine. If anyone desires to do his desire, he shall know concerning the teaching, whether it is from Elohim, or whether I speak for myself. He who speaks from himself is seeking his own esteem, but he who seeks the esteem of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Did not Moshe give you the Torah? Yet none of you does the Torah. Why do you seek to kill me? He's talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees there, and he is asking them, they're supposed to be following the Torah. They were given it. But they were not. They were not following. They were following oral law, man's law. This is clear that Yeshua is telling us we should keep Torah. Yeshua's Yahweh's laws, if we continue to seek our own guidance for our works, we're not walking with Yahweh. But are relying on our own heart and our own works, which are filthy rags. But when we follow his guidance, when we follow his laws, we'll be doing the work of righteousness because his ways are pure. Proverbs eleven four through 19, riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. The righteousness of the perfect makes his way straight, but by his own wrongness, the wrong one falls. The righteousness of the straight one delivers them, but the treacherous are caught by greed. When a wrong man dies, expectancy perishes. Expectancy perishes. Just because I believe isn't going to get me there. The righteous is delivered from distress, and the wrong one takes his place. The defiled one destroys his neighbors with his mouth. But the righteous is delivered by knowledge. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. And when the wrong perish, there is shouting. By the blessing of the straight city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wrong, it is overthrown. He who lacks heart despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding keeps silence. A slanderer is revealer of the secrets, but one with a trustworthy spirit conceals a matter. Without guidance, the people fall. But in a great counselor, there is safety. He who is the guarantor for a stranger suffers harm, but one who hates shaking hands and pledge is safe. A woman showing favor obtains esteem, but ruthless men obtain riches. A lovingly committed man is rewarded his being, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh. The wrong one earns false wages, but the one sowing righteousness is true reward. Thus, Righteousness leads to life and one pursuing evil to his own death. Another one to look at is Ezekiel eight twenty through 26. So when people say works are dead and Yahweh knows my heart, our hearts are deceitful. They're unworthy and they are unrighteous. Our ways are wrong. Man-made rules. We need to question everything we have been taught and test it against the scripture. He has given it to us. We confess his name, but in works we deny him. Um, There's a lot more scripture, if you guys would like to go over it. Matthew 7, 19 through 23. Romans 2, 5 through 8. Revelations 20, 12 through 13. Acts 17, 30 through 31. Um, Revelations 2, 19 through 20. When we're doing works lawlessly, they're not good works because we're doing them of our own heart. We're doing them of our own ways and we're not following his laws. James 2, 17 through 26. But works are not, but works we are, by works we are justified, not by faith alone. We need to observe everything and Yeshua commanded us to it in Matthew 5 16. Another one is Romans 10 6 through 17, Titus 1 3. This has just opened up so much for me. And I wasn't able to completely finish my notes, because there's so much more scripture that I need to dig in before I am able to completely be comfortable with this um but he has shown me so much in this and I was so lost because I didn't know what my works were anymore I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing I didn't know what my purpose was in this life anymore when you go through life as a mom from the age of 17 that is your only purpose And you lose yourself sometimes. And being done with having thought you were being done having kids and looking to see what your next purpose is and then being gifted again with having another child. I know that my purpose in this life is to be a mom and to raise them the best I can. But you still kind of lose yourself. And you don't know which way to go. So he's opened my eyes that I need to seek his laws, that I need to walk with him the way that he has made me to walk with him. And that's what I got out of this scripture today, (laughs) y'all. I'm sorry, it went crazy different. And it's going to be showing me more and more of what my purpose really is.
0: I don't think you have a single thing to apologize for at all. Like what, what, scripture, he reveals things to us through his scripture that we know that we know that we know that we know that like, there's no denying that whenever you are reading his word, he is going to show you the truth. He is going to give you discernment. He is going to give you wisdom. Whenever you are seeking him, he is going to reveal himself, right? To um, so the fact that you had had this be revealed to you one you know you already know i'm like over here throwing a little party (laughs) like i'm so excited (laughs) the scales were removed from my eyes uh like three years ago and i have just been praying and praying and praying for you guys to have the same revelation right like like nobody can force you to have this nobody nobody can force this on you you he has to reveal this to you in due time when he is ready when you are ready when when he knows that you are then going to be able to turn around and work for his kingdom the way that he wants you to right every single season of our life, we have a different purpose. And right now I am so thankful to Yah that he has removed the scales from your eyes the way that he has. And he has revealed himself to you through this study this week. I I know that it's been a rough week for you with all of this and I'm very, (laughs) very, very very sorry, but I am so thankful that it happened. I can't wait to see how that progresses forward. Um, If anybody else like listening to this today is like, what we're supposed to follow his commands. What are you talking about? That's crazy talk. Uh, I urge you to dig into the scriptures that Amy has talked about. No, we can't reveal this to you. We can't do this for you. We can't, um, I want to say we can't guide you on this. We can, because we, we are right. Like we're doing a Bible study together, whatever, but we can't like, you cannot lean on our understanding. You have to lean on your own understanding you have not your understanding but like his him revealing it to you you have to go into scripture on your own praying that he's going to reveal himself to you and then let it happen Um, right like
2: you know Tracy you've been following Torah now for a while and you sit here and you me looking at you questioning like Really? I mean, you know, even I I even had friends who, um, you know, they were eating clean and everything. And, you know, we always respected that. And whenever we hosted a meal, we always made sure we had something that they were um, biblically wanted to eat and and things like that, that they were following theirs. Um, But we never understood it. I, I never understood it. And I'm sad to say that they now have reverted because they went and did a study with somebody else. And now they somehow prove that that's not true. And now they're, they're allowing themselves to not eat biblically clean anymore and things. And, but it really does take the time of digging into the scripture. It really does. He is going to reveal things to you in due time. And, and I've been sitting here going, man, I wish we could just pour it all in and I could just know absolutely everything and know the right way and do it the right way and just be done with it instead of having to sit here and, and learn one thing in the beginning of my walk two years ago. And then now where I am today, like, Hey, I thought that was the right way. And now this is being shown to me, you know, cause it's all, different and it's he he prepares you for it he he really does prepare you for the change because it's been slow but it needs to be slow because for so many years we've seen it this one certain way we've seen it we we have to
1: we can't just rip that band-aid off and just
0: go in full force
1: Yes, we have to crawl with him before we can walk with him.
0: Yeah, that's why it talks about being on the milk before you're on the meat, right? right? You have to be on the milk before you're on the meat, but it's important whenever you're on the milk that you understand if you are, if you are following anyone, like, please, 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 please hear what I'm saying. If you are blindly listening to anyone, myself, Amy, Amanda, your pastor, another person on YouTube, somebody on TikTok, somebody on Facebook, if you are see any other person say this is the scripture this is what it means and you take that as the gospel truth you are doing
1: it wrong yes you need to sit with your bible in your lap and have that moment where you sit back and you're like what what i don't i never knew that before and there's a lot of those moments that you're gonna have and some of them are going to be easier to take than others
0: Oh, absolutely. You're going to, you're going to discover if you're, if you're doing this, like if you're really putting your all into this, you are going to discover some very hard things about yourself, about your walk. Um, You're going to go kind of like through the stages of grief. Like mm-hmm. if you lost somebody that was very, very close to you, how you go through like denial and you're angry and you're sad and you know what I mean? Like you're going to go through all of those stages while you're doing this. It's nuts.
2: I've been in denial for like six months now.
0: Yeah. No, and now nuts. I'm grieving. Yeah it's nuts. Um, but at the end of it, like, like, that's, that's what's so awesome is that at the end of it, we know, we know where we get to go. We know what we get to do and we know why we're doing it.
2: Amen. Yes. Right. Like
0: it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful journey. It's scary. It's hard. It's lonely. It's yes. lonely.
2: It is very so, lonely when you are unequally yoked and, and yeah. you don't have the guidance of people around you every day, yeah. Because you want to share. We so are scattered. Mm-hmm. We are so scattered, and it's so hard. Yep. But thankfully, for my sisters,
1: he <laughs> could have made us closer together. But you know, <laughs> yeah.
0: maybe maybe that will be in his will. Maybe it will be in his will that we can all be sitting together in a room one day on a regular basis, recording this podcast. That would be a beautiful thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well,
0: guys we hope that you got as much away from this as we did this week take your time chew over the word right like that's what we are supposed to do we are supposed to meditate on his word we are supposed to chew on it like like it is the meat right we're supposed to chew on it we are supposed to let it take hold in us um pray seek him ask him to reveal how you are supposed to apply what you are learning to your life um and remember that faith is a verb guys Hey guys, I have a little bit of an update for you. We totally forgot to mention it in this week's episode, season two, episode three, but we are going to be adding on some bonus episodes. Um, we're all three going to be taking turns doing a devotional or doing the psalm reading or a proverb reading for the day, what have you, just sharing what is on our heart for that day. We want to add a little bit more of a daily episode type of feel going on here. Um, so if, if you have already seen the bonus episode, by the time this one publishes, you will already have access to the first bonus episode. So if you've already seen that, you already know what I'm talking about. If not, um, yeah, those are coming. (laughs) So I just wanted to hop on here real quick and add that to the end of this episode. Um, As always, if you guys are enjoying what you are hearing here, please let us know. We, We want to engage in conversation with you guys. that you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to join in on the conversation in the comments. Let us know your thoughts, your takeaways, or even offer up some suggestions for future episodes. If you're enjoying our time of study together, please tell your friends about it so we can study with them too. You can always screenshot this episode and post it into your socials. Don't forget to check the show notes for any resources that we included in today's episode. May Yahweh, the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob bless you today and all of your days.